It is May 10th, 2022, NXT 2.0, the start of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, and oh, what a night for the NXT roster. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Afrikanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa tonight to talk all about probably the best night the women's roster NXT has ever had in terms oh. of showcasing the depth. Of, I mean, in terms of women's matches, can you think of another episode that had as many women's matches? As tonight? I think it was like six or something when all was said and done. It seemed yeah, like a lot. a lot. I believe there's like what, five one man six. who wrestled tonight. No, I was just thinking yeah. about the men. There's like, yeah. So yeah, great night. Great night for women's wrestling. Great night for the NXT roster for something that wasn't a special uh, set of motion, some stories. They made it happen. Great night tonight. A lot to talk about. But first, before we dive into that, Alfred, what do we got in the news? Well, we've got some updates, got some big news for the big dog, okay? A lot of uh, speculation surrounding Roman Reigns after he cut a promo about how he may never be at Trenton, New Jersey again. <gasps> but following the June 24th taping of SmackDown, this according to WWE.com, looks like the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns is not being advertised on WWE's website for any WWE TV tapings or live events in the months of July and August. Also, uh, Roman Reigns, who recently signed a new deal for less dates, looks like he is still advertised for Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. A lot of speculation as to him possibly taking a hiatus. Uh, he hasn't specifically directly said why. A lot of speculation about Hollywood possibly doing movies. But Roman Reigns, a big dog, it's looking more and more like there will be some type of hiatus. And we got to go right to the source. His number one fan, Issa. How are you taking this news, girl? Um, Yeah. Not very well. Not very well. I hope you guys have fun doing the shows without me when this time <laughs> comes, because I'm definitely not going to be here. Listen, I believe that Roman Reigns is one of the best at keeping his private life private. We don't know if he requested this time off, which he rightfully deserves. It just seems an odd timing for it to happen. So I'm assuming maybe there's a different project. Could also be storyline, because he really is pushing this whole I'm not going to be around uh, a lot in his promos, that Instagram video that he posted to his account that I've watched a million times. Um, but regardless, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's just very odd timing. And, and then if that's the case, is he going to drop these titles? Because it's going to be a long 10 weeks if we're not going to have the two main titles on the shows. Yeah. What are they going to do? What are they going to do without Roman Reigns? They have built the universe around him. He is the apple of Vince McMahon's eye. He is the great love of Vince McMahon's life. And he is mind. leaving WWE, potentially. I know. You know what it's going to be like? Up. I might give everyone, up on wrestling. Everyone's just going to sit around. Every promo is going to be like, uh, just thinking about Roman, wondering, you know, where is he? Who is he with? What is he thinking about? Is he thinking of me? And will he ever Just at me, Glenn. Just at me. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I know it's kind of sad news. I know there's been a lot of speculation. And we don't know why Roman Reigns potentially will be taking this time off. I know the narrative right now is that he's going to do movies. And if it is that, just assuming it is, which we don't know, this is not really Roman Reigns leaving and it's going to be like a rock situation. This is WWE co-opting Roman Reigns going to do movies. Nick Khan runs WWE now. He's Mr. Hollywood, Mr. Super Agent. He's got a lot of agents who work there with him. You're going to be seeing a lot more of this where WWE takes their top stars, puts them in Hollywood movies, and they come back as part-timers. Like WWE's needed to build full-time stars for a while now. They're just saying, screw it. We're going to make everybody a part-timer. Oh, and shit. this probably applies to Roman Reigns. Are we so getting a Scorpion King reboot? 
Probably. Who knows what Roman Nick Khan can go like and Roman Reigns is in a big movie. You can go like this. And this is also going to be something that's going to be a talking point for free agents. If you're coming out of AEW, you know, it's not all going to be about professional wrestling and this fan base stuff like that. It's also going to be, hey, you've got one of the most powerful people in Hollywood working for WWE who can put you in movies. And I think that's the way that you need to see Roman Reigns potentially leaving WWE. Can Alfred, can I appreciate I appreciate your positive energy here, but you know that's how it starts. That's how it started with The Rock. Sure. That's how it started with John Cena. Where are they at now? Gone. G-O-N-E. And listen, I'll go, I'll go back to the movie theaters if this is the case. And but they're gone right now, but WWE has evolved in the way that it's thinking, and now it wants to create its own version of John Cena where it's like, okay, let's not wait until the end of this guy's career where he leaves us. I think moving forward, WWE is going to purposefully put him in movies. Nick Khan has been quoted as saying, we can't wait to help Roman Reigns get into movies because this is a different mentality. There are now people in WWE who can easily put him in these A-list movies, and I think this is going to be experiment one of all the stars, whether it's Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, all the WWE top stars who are going to be in movies on purpose to build this brand up because WWE is so reliant on part-timers. They're now trying to create part-timers out of full-timers. We're on this tomorrow on Pro Wrestling Bits. Okay. There you go. So, uh, no, but uh, Glenn, you had something else to say, I, I believe. Oh, no. So the Marine seven. No, I don't know. I mean, look, Roman had barely a part in Hobbs and Shaw. Um, WWE studios. What was the last movie they made? The, the re the, the remake of like Mike with the wrestling mask, which actually was pretty decent. I got to say that was a pretty oh, decent film. Right. It's on Netflix. Yes. 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 Um, have a Netflix but, movie. Yeah, but WWE Studios, since the pandemic, hasn't done anything. Um, so I'm curious to see what they do. I'm serious. I mean, it's more exciting than him just going and staying at home for a while. But yes, it's making the most of uh, his time to raise his profile. I just don't know what, what roles they're going to score for him. Yeah. And as much as I kind of hate to admit it, Roman Reigns absolutely can be replaced. I know people are seeing that he is like WWE is building the company around him. Look at this push they're giving him. He's like the tribal chief. He's OP. But this company made a conscious decision years ago to make it about the brand and not any individual talent. Uh, Roman Reigns can be replaced. You know how I know it's because we spent the whole pandemic with him being replaced without him. Uh, you know, they was replaced in 2017 where he's supposed to be on TLC. Like anybody, unfortunately, can just be replaced and plucked in and out on WWE based on how they promote this company. So uh, I I don't think WWE's, you know, they would want Roman Reigns to be there as much as possible, but I don't think they're really panicking over uh, the fact that Roman Reigns might be away for 10 weeks. I think I got him. Wow. I'm but sorry. I just have to say that Alfred had me on the first half when he says Roman Reigns can. I thought he was going to say absolutely make it in Hollywood, not can absolutely <laughs> be replaced. Roman Reigns is irreplaceable. No, I got it. Okay. And this is two birds, one stone, right? Solving both problems. Like we film this, so it's like a pseudo reality film where like Roman Reigns runs into Jason Momoa, and Jason Momoa's like, "Oh my god, I hate my life. I'm on sets all the time. Things are interesting. I just want to fight people." And Roman's like, "I fight people all the time. You don't know. It's not all it's cracked up to be. I'd much rather be on a Hollywood set." And they go, <laughs> "I got an idea. We switch places and we don't tell anyone. You take over my life. I'll take over your life. And then you know, at the end of the summer, we'll switch back." And then Roman can go star, you know, replace Jason and Aquaman. Jason Momoa can wrestle in WWE, you know, and, th and they never say anything. They each pretend to be each other. No one comments on it. And then, of course, <laughs> like at SummerSlam, Jason's like, this is so hard. I didn't realize how tough this was. And Roman's like, I'm bored. I just want to, like, bust some fools up. And then, like, like uh, Roman's, like, racing to SummerSlam to switch places with Jason, like a little twin magic during the match. And we get the movie out of this and the real-life storyline. Book it. Just book wow. that. 
Let me tell you something. Uh, if I'm Jason Momoa, I'm praying to my lucky stars. I'm praying to the goddess Lisa Bonet, who's legit goddess. I'm praying that Roman Reigns spends as much time in wrestling as possible because when Roman Reigns is ready for Hollywood, it is a wrap for Jason Momoa. Roman Reigns is going to take all of his roles. Jason Momoa will not be eating if Roman Reigns decides he wants to be in Hollywood. It's, it's I would be true. getting on my knees and praying that Roman Reigns does not come this to Hollywood. This happens all the time. Remember how Lindsay Lohan was a big deal and then Emma yeah. Stone came Emma along Stone and took they were that like, stuff. we don't need to put up with your shit anymore, Lindsay. And then Emma got a little high flute and they said, we got that girl from Suburgatory. She looks enough like you. We could just start casting her and everything. Jane Levy, no one knows the difference. This happens all the time. Jason better watch his back. He steps out of line. Roman's gonna. Roman's gonna be Aquaman. Yeah, he needs to be praying. He needs to be praying that Uncle Nick Khan doesn't come in too quickly and put him in too many movies because uh, he's just gonna get all those roles. We're gonna get a new Aquaman and everything. Roman True. should be Aquaman. He tends to do a lot to with like moist things, you uh -oh. know. So. Uh -oh. <laughs> Fact, It'll be perfect for the role. The reason Mark Wahlberg, the reason Mark Wahlberg never says no to anything is because he knows John Cena is a phone call away. Right, exactly. You've got, you've got to keep him working. So listen, maybe Jason Momoa will work harder and he'll win some Oscars now knowing that Joe is on his back. Yeah. But uh, that's Roman Reigns. We'll keep uh, an eye out on that. But again, no panic needed. This WWE is going to put a lot of people in movies. As long as Nick Khan is there. Who knows? With Vince McMahon, he could wake up on the wrong side of the bed and fire somebody. But Nick Khan has been a godsend for WWE in terms of their business, in terms of their direct line to Hollywood. Uh, but I expect to see a lot of wrestlers in movies uh, over the next five or so years. Um, so if not sooner. So the prediction is because it's going to have to get announced if he's leaving to film something in the next 30 days, we might get an announcement of a new WWE co-production and a return of WWE to filmmaking potentially. Possibly. I know they did kind of shutter WWE studios. That was one of those divisions that was kind of merged when Nick Khan came in. A lot of people got, uh, you know, kind of canned from there. And I don't think they really need what they were doing with WWE studios is essentially what they're able to do much easier with less overhead with such a powerful person like Nick Khan there that with WWE studios they were making all these movies, nobody was really watching and kind of D-list movies. Whereas now they've got the guy who could just put people in these big movies that they would have gone for anyway over having their own studio so i think WWE studios is going to kind of quietly go by the wayside and WWE is going to be more of a production element where they're going to partner yeah. with like a netflix to produce movies. oh yeah they'll put their name on it as yeah. like a co-production but it won't be this will not be the marine 7 direct to dvd uh exactly. or uh, yeah. a, a sequel to uh to uh the chaperone which i'm gonna chaperone. watch it some i'm gonna watch it at some point i hear it's terrible You've got to watch it. And listen, watch it ironically, like expecting the worst movie you've ever seen. You'll have a great time. I did that with the Marine. I have to say the more, I mean, the Marine, like stuff just blows up. If you, if they leave a building in the Marine, the building blows up behind them. Yes. It's really remarkable. What else is in the news? Well, we've got some insight into the most loved and hated wrestlers on the interwebs. <gasps> so according to bookmakers.com, we have a list of the most liked and disliked wrestlers according to, I guess this is like Twitter interaction. I guess this is how their sentiments are online. And number one, kind of surprising, 28.4% positive results compared to 2.8.5% negative is the one and only Nikki A.S.H. She is uh, top of the list of the most positive reactions on the internet, followed closely by my guy Veer. Let's go. You need a new WWE Wait, champion? Really? Veer is waiting for you. Yeah, number two is Veer, 23.8% and 2.12% uh, negative. On the negative side, the top negative comments went to Triple H, 
which I think is kind of maybe an amalgamation and accumulation of, uh, you know, a lot of the backstage politicking era of Triple H. But I was very surprised by that because he did endear himself to the internet with NXT 1.0. And even now yeah. that he's kind of uh, cheated death and is able to uh, come back from it, you would think that his positivity rating would be higher than that. But he had the highest dislike, uh, followed by A-Kid, which is weird, and Bruce Pritchard. Uh, what are people? What are people time. tweeting? What are the tweets that they are extrapolating these sentiments from? I would never know. I barely read Twitter. Yeah, I don't know where they got this 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 stats from because all of these names are just the least that I expected for both lists. It's weird. I think uh, I think it's just based on all the comments that are being made, and they're like with Nikki Ash. People know that she could be better, and I see people say, "Why is she doing this superhero gimmick?" Uh, when you know that she's got more potential. So I think the position she's in right now makes her more positive. And then with Veer, um, you know, it's kind of an ironic thing where it took so long where people are like, where's Veer? And not a lot of negativity you saw with him. And then with Triple H, I think yeah. they're just taking... It's a lot of these executives who are getting the negative uh, response. You know, I bet you a lot of those Triple H tweets are people that are saying negative things about NXT, yada, 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 can't believe they did this to Triple H. I don't think, because I, I don't see it. I don't, I've never seen in my timeline people who are like, man, screw Triple H. Like, that's not what it's been for the longest time. For years. Yeah, that was yeah. like so, I mean, if you think of when NXT began, that's what, 2014 around when it became the kind of yeah. modern day NXT, whereas NXT 1.0. So it's been, yeah, about uh, eight years of this kind of positive, warm and fuzzy type Triple H, yet still, you know. A lot don't of believe it. Animus. Glenn takes a sip of water. Yes. Well, uh, Lemon Perfect, not a sponsor, but uh, this this is hey, this is so good. Be. These are like five calories, and it tastes kind of like lemonade. Uh, no sugar. This is so good. I love this stuff. <laughs> that looks that looks delicious, Glenn. Yeah. Well, we buy this by the case. This is so good. Well, we saved our best story for last in. Uh... <laughs> You're going to have to hear this to believe it. Lacey Evans has been doing these vignettes for the past five plus weeks about her real life story, abuse and, uh, you know, alcoholism and having to go to women's shelter and overcoming all that. Uh, it turns out, according to PW Insider, that Lacey Evans has been moved to the Raw brand. We saw a vignette about her yesterday, and she will be a heel, according to PW Insider, our own NYC Demon Diva never trusted this woman for one second and always uh, had her skepticism. So I'm going to give the floor to you, Issa. What do you think about Lacey Evans coming back as a heel despite what we thought was a babyface gimmick? First and foremost, I'd like to um, thank you for acknowledging me, calling this out before anybody else. I told you, I told you every time she comes on my TV, I want to punch her in the face. It was a heel gimmick. I said it. Everybody was like, no, it's not. I listen, I knew it. I, what, what else can I say? I was right and I knew it, and I'm willing to punch her in the face if she's going to be a heel. <laughs> they turn what? She's going to need it. She's going to need an opponent. This is like the most Emelina thing that has happened uh, since Emelina. Yeah, I mean. I don't think it's like Emily because she's doing such. I think the thing with Emily is she was doing all these vignettes and then they just kind of took it away and they just <laughs> you didn't see. But they her did. It, this isn't going to be like empathy for Lacey's story, the baby face that we just got six weeks of, and now it's going to be like, nope, she's going to be a heel. Everybody respect me, clap for me. Like 
She's going to be like uh like a Homelander style patriotic heel. I mean, yeah, it's it's very interesting because I think this archetype could work as a bad guy in that whether it's her yes. playing the victim, whether it's her using the kind of right wing your country type thing. The fact that the execution was that she's using all these things from her real life and all these things that people can legitimately empathize with, with this company that's not very good at creating baby faces. I thought they were doing a tremendous job creating like a relatable character, but I'm very curious to see how they spin this and how they make her heal. We saw shades of it this past Friday, which I thought was a mistake. I, I, I legit thought it was like a technical error that they announced, please stand up and show the appreciation for that. That was kind of a heel thing that we kind of discussed on Friday. Uh, I didn't think much of it, but apparently that's the direction they're going. So very curious to see what kind of promo she cuts. Uh, I'm kind of worried that, because this is very heavy for WWE to take this nuance and make her a heel. I'm worried yeah. they're going to completely screw this whole thing up. They have to. They can't have her be a patriotic heel. Like, I could see Vince thinking it's a baby face. And Vince is like, you know, I got some thoughts about America that I need a character to be a mouthpiece for. But he's, he would not do that if he wanted to get a heel reaction, you know? It's like the Joe Gacy thing. Like, they think Joe Gacy's language even though it's a super positive language is going to be received healish i mean this is potentially just uh yeah one of the bigger like huh moments that they've had in a long time yes yeah i'm just just curious i knew it so she didn't know it you heard it here Go on the podcast and watch it. Issa never fell for this for a second. Issa, heavy this past week. She was talking about overdoses and like suicide. I mean, it was That's like a thing, man. Promo. It's like, it's, go- it's like a cheesy cartoon, but they're getting into some issues that like. Yeah, like. Listen, yeah. Shout out to Tina Miller. We hear from Tina Miller and how the connection that she has with Eddie Kingston, where Eddie Kingston uses his real life mental health struggles to connect with his fan base. And, and people like Tina have been And he's actually to... relatable. There's nothing yes. relatable yeah. about the way Lacey Evans is coming off. Okay, well, my point is that, that she's able to, at least Eddie's able to create like a, a character that people can, you know, love and people can look up to. And I'm sure that, you know, even though she has her doubters like Issa, uh, which shout out to Issa, I'm sure there are people who could relate to her. Yeah, I had an abusive father. I can really connect to a story like this. And then she's going to turn into Carney Pro Wrestler? Like, that's a little weird. I just, I feel like this is Charlie Brown in the football where it's just like, oh, I kind of believe that, okay, we're doing something different. I'm going to give this a shot. This is more real than most promos get. And then for this to be the swerve, like, it's just, uh, once again. I personally think that she comes off as someone that's going to dismiss your hardships. And I don't like that. Like, I I think they started trying to make her look uh, relatable. And at some point, it turned into, it doesn't matter how bad you had it, you didn't have it as bad as me. Mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes completely unrelatable because she just keeps making it worse or escalating and escalating. And it just feels like if you are in a group therapy section, she's that one person that's going to stand up and one up your story. That's legit how she's coming off. I'm sorry, but it is. That's perfect. I think that should be the character. I, that's that would be the oh most realistic God. way of approaching. They, they're not gonna do that. I mean, they're not they gonna should. turn into. That's like, how some, she's coming off to me. Yeah, they're not gonna do her, turn her into Debbie Downer, like trying to one up everybody's trauma. I mean, like they will get letters, they will get protests. This will go very poorly if I they imagine somebody's like, gonna win the title, right? And they're gonna be like, "Oh my God, I dreamed about this." And I was a little girl, and Lacey's gonna stand next to him and be like, "I didn't have time to dream when I was a little girl because I had the father." That-. And then it's just gonna turn into a whole like she's gonna ruin everybody's moments by telling her stories. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I, I cannot wait to see how they do this. Glenn, you're laughing, but it, it, that's how she's always come off to me. Like, I, and just, this is why I called it weeks ago. 
No, it's it's awkward laughter because the reason why I'm <laughs> laughing at this is like, so what you're saying is a gimmick is a brilliant gimmick. The fact that they're taking her real life into real tragedy and doing this is where I'm just like, whoa, that's fucked up. You know, because if you were it doing makes it, it like, more believable, it makes it more believable. You do have to add a hint of real life into a character in order for it to also work, whether it's a heel or a baby face. Well, it's like Happy Corbin, uh, like uh, when he was down on his luck, Corbin, it worked because it was so like he was hobo poor, like they made him into a hobo. Like that was fantastical where it wasn't insulting to any real group or any people because they made him like an old timey poor person, which is what Vince, I guarantee you Vince McMahon thinks the, the poor are still out there with bindles, like riding the rails and making hobo chili, you know, with like <laughs> holes in their shoes. Like that's what Vince thinks poor people are, but it worked as antiquated. I'm saying it's like, I'm not saying what you're saying is offensive. I'm saying if WWE is doing that and using like her real life shit to play it that way, like, yeah, that's a little offensive. You know, to like take real issues and not make it a character, but make it a autobiographical character. Now, I don't blame Lacey Evans for any of this. She, I mean, sure. she is, you know, add to her list of hardships. She has been given the runaround by WWE creative. She could probably cut a pretty good promo on that. That would, that should be the next promo. I was told to tell my story and be myself and I would get over with the crowd and I would get to be real. <laughs> and then they told me no. I was told it was going to be on SmackDown. They said, no, you're going to Raw. I was told it was going to be babyface. Now they're going to be a heel. Like, add this to the list. When is Lacey's life going to get better? Because WWE is now just re-traumatizing her with the way they're treating her. Wow. I'm just going to shoot on everybody. I got deep. Anyhow, what's... Uh, what to Lacey Evans. We'll see what uh, happens no, with that like, title and let, me, let me just say this. Lacey Evans, fan since day one. You're awesome in the ring. Loved your old gimmick. Loved your own theme music. Love your real story because I think it is inspiring. And I think you are a badass. But WWE doesn't know what in the fuck they're doing with you. And just take the reins as best you can. And That's another thing. Her heel gimmick from before was just fine. I, I liked it. It really heel. was. It really You're was. You're going to bring her back as a heel. What's wrong with the nasties and the music? She had great music before. So, And the Ric yeah. Flair thing was fucking weird and obviously had an expiration date given stuff from his past that came out but i thought that could have kind of worked too maybe that's how they make her a heel is that she shows up with rick flair i'd still say uh, shows up baby talks about she's charlotte's stepmom like there's a lot we can do here you know <laughs> a lot we could do rick doesn't even need to be in picture in fact in kayfabe you know like uh, maybe she like sent rick away to a home she's like abuse it elder abuse hot button topic for wwe he's to a touch upon <laughs> he's in a shelter <laughs> Think about it. Anyhow, oh we got some God. super chats. <laughs> we're, we're walking a delicate line here. Folks. Uh, <laughs> Jay Patterson, $5. Got to ask Al, how do you feel about being wrong about Forbidden Door selling out? I've never been wrong a day in my life. Uh, shout out to me. Shout out to AEW for selling out that me. show faster than even I thought they were, serving that male hardcore uh, audience. And shout out to Pro Wrestling Bits. I had a sausage party to celebrate this sellout this past weekend. It was wild. Over 20,000 of you. Shout out to the Timeline Sausage Party. Real meats. I'm talking pork sausage, vegan sausage for the Muslims. We had kielbasa. I loved everybody showing up. Uh, nobody cleaned up. My bathrooms are a mess. The waiting room has mayonnaise everywhere and ketchup and barbecue sauce. Uh, next time you need to clean. The next time I have a sausage party, I'm going to make all of you guys clean up. But shout out to AEW and the Forbidden Door uh, for getting the job done there. That's why I use those aluminum for, uh, serving trays and disposable yes. plates. Next time I'm hiring a caterer. I'm not doing this oh, by yeah, myself. It took me hours to clean up. Uh, Real meats. Since we not podcast two dollars, Roman Reigns in Dumble Impact Two with Jason Momoa. 
Okay, listen, if Roman Reigns is magnanimous enough, Jason Momoa will get the scraps. But other than that, Momoa, you better take all the bookings you can. Did E-40 or any rapper ever coin the term magnanimous? Because that's kind of awesome. That just came to me. I don't know. I don't think. Watching a lot of Yom TV raps. Like, and you know, saying like, that's so magnanimous of you. (laughs) Yeah, I think think that's yours for the taking, Glenn. I don't. uh... Wow. Wow. You know? 20 years too late to the party on that one. In, in the mid-90s, that would have been huge. Magnanimous. The magnanimous Glenn Rubenstein. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. It's good. Good ring to it. Uh, before we dive into the new... Watch a lot of UOMTV raps this weekend on Paramount+. Plus. Like 30 of the 50 episodes. It was so good. So good. Videos I haven't seen in ages. JJ Fad Supersonic in high definition on my television. Surround sound system. Just glorious moments of just like black sheep dos effects like fab five freddy going from compton to venice with nwa in the back of a truck oh like so good so good uh jay patterson five dollars Lacey's character is going to be her wrestler and she's going to go <laughs> no read the rest no, of no. the rest of it. <laughs> welcome no. to aew fandom now <laughs> no jay patterson f off time out and I'm Shout out to that AEW fan base. Uh, listen, I'm AEW. too lazy to, to edit this shit out. But if you come in here and you make sexist bullshit comments like that, you're getting timed out. And you do it again, you're getting blocked. He's like, not a representation of shit. everybody. One, but uh, you know, come on, everybody, let's represent ourselves uh, better than that. Sorry, about Booker Sugar, I believe, was in there. Didn't read the whole thing before because I, I was trusting. I was trusting people, but no, like Public Enemy said, can't trust it. Do we still get the five dollars? We still get the five dollars. Okay. Thank you, Jay Patterson. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was that was that was the most offensive thing I've heard since all those things Tim Dog said in like yeah about Compton. The audacity of Tim Dog. He was just jealous. Oh man. Okay, so <laughs> the Kook wants to know how do I know all these old school hip hop marks? I'm fucking forty six years old. I've lived in my lifetime when I was a kid. I've been alive for when hip hop was new, from when video games were new, from when computers were new, and when the internet was new. I have lived through it all. I have lived through history, and it's fucking exhausting. Okay, Grandpa. It's amazing. Yes. Okay, we got a sponsor. What do we got? Do we ever have a sponsor? Ladies and gentlemen, guess who is back as I pull up this read? We are partnering with Conrad Thompson and First Family Mortgage to help you future endeavor all your debt. Got credit cards, car loans, or a second mortgage? Savewithwink.com can help you consolidate all that debt and get you the cash you need. Get started with just a few clicks at savewithwink.com. Here are some more details from the one and only GOAT, Tony Schiavone. We'll see you back in 30 seconds. Hello, wrestling fans. Tony Schiavone here for my good friends at First Family Mortgage and WrestlingInc.com. So why don't we get you a plan together today? Let's pay off your house faster. Let's get you out of that credit card debt. Let's get a lower monthly payment. First Family Mortgage can help. Complete the fast and easy form, and a member of Conrad's team will be in touch very soon. Save with Wink. That's W-I-N-C dot com. Save with Wink dot com. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. So, oh, Sophie Dophy, $2 for Glenn's retirement home. That Appreciate is so it. sweet. So sweet. Incredible. 
Incredible. Just going to be YoMTV raps and headbangers ball in 120 minutes, just nonstop, <laughs> just in a cycle. And I'm going to watch them chronologically. I'm going to start back in the early days because I got the first episode of YoMTV raps on Paramount Plus. I mean, in the of the 50 apps, first one with Run DMC, they're backstage with DJ Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, as we too. discussed the other night, Eric B and Rakim follow the leader. First video ever shown in YoMTV raps. Such good stuff. Such good stuff. Uh, but we're going to get a little on topic tonight because tonight I'm declaring was the best non-special NXT 2.0 since NXT 2.0. Definitely the best night for the women's roster in terms of diversity of matches that we saw tonight. But what an episode. First uh, rounds of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. And we opened with Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez versus Gigi Dolan and JC Jane for the NXT Women Tag Team Titles. Hot start to the show. Issa, what did you think of this match? Why does Wendy Chu keep acting like the heel in this field? That's all I need to know. I thought she's the match a was a monster. No, she's not. She's acting like the heel. She acted like the heel last week. She did it again this week with the sneak attack during her entrance. Uh, but still, it, it was a fun match. I was a little sad to see Roxanne um, take the pin here. But overall, I thought it was a hot start to the show. And, and good good job doing a little bit of continuation to those weird video packages we did see last week. Alfred, Wendy Chu, is she a heel or is she a lovable scamp like Dennis the Menace? I think she's one of those baby faces who acts like a heel. Uh, she's so lovable that we go along with it and the people like her and Toxic Attraction is obviously the top heel act. But the way she's going about her business, I mean, you've got to empathize with Toxic Attraction that she's going full Kevin McAllister and doing all these pranks and, you know, uh, locking Mandy up and almost murdering her in a tanning booth. Like, there's got to be an end to this. And there's got to be some type of lawlessness or lawfulness or security when it comes to NXT. But uh, she's doing her thing out there. I'm really not a fan of this turn in her character. I much liked it better when she was just kind of a sleepy person, like Snorlax of Pokemon. But... Um, this is fine. I thought the opening was was good, and I thought Roxy continues to look, uh, or Roxanne Perez continues to look very good. Very surprised that they beat her again. Yes, yeah. the sleepy people. Shout out to the sleepy people. Hey. Uh, but no, hey, you have to emphasize with toxic attraction. I think uh, speaking is just an unnaturally, uh, you know, uh, just uncannily hot person. Like it's tough. Life is hard. The Wendy Chews of the world are always trying to bring us down. Yeah. So I feel. I feel like you know feel for what Mandy and the girls are going through. Me it's too. Unfortunate. They've got a lawsuit on their hands. Uh, hot match though. Very hot match with this. I mean, look, th they did this a couple times tonight. There was like, could you imagine if Roxanne Perez and Wendy Chu win? Okay. I like, then I just started making dinner. Cause I'm like, they're not winning. I'll pay attention <laughs> to this match, but I'm not going to sit on the edge of my seat expecting a title change. When you yeah, get, I don't can think you imagine it ain't happening? I don't think anybody uh, in the building expected that either, as much as they were behind, uh, you know, Rox uh, Roxanne and Wendy Chu. It was kind of a makeshift tag team, and we've seen Toxic Attraction as champions so long that I don't think this is the night they expected the titles to change. No. Agreed. No. Um, Agreed. Really good match, though, to open the show. Very athletic, very physical match. Special uh, shout out to Mandy Rose. She recovered from that sunburned beautifully she looked great she was glowing not a sign of sunburnt on her body or well tanning bed burnt in her body so it was oh, great good for her otis was over there with the aloe vera just you know <sighs> rubbing her down yes 
Uh, cold putting on a pamper, as LL Cool J would say. Um, I'm the type of guy. Underrated LL single. Um, so they won this. And then after Mandy was there, triple teaming Wendy Chu, getting revenge. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, you go around and mess with people like that. You put people in tanning beds. There's going to be receipts. And Wendy got a receipt tonight. Can't say I feel bad for her. Yeah. Uh, Tornado Anthony Y. Hey! Hey! Uh, super chatting Roman takes a vacation after the tornado is done with him. Shout out to Anthony Y. Just gave him a follow on Twitter. And why aren't we talking about this? Why isn't anybody talking about the fact that Roman Reigns might be taking this time off because he knows Anthony Y is coming for him on June 13th in Wichita? Could that possibly be the reason? I mean, he's not saying anything. Maybe he's just scared of Anthony Y. We all have people we're scared of. I was scared of the boogeyman when I was, you know, that ALF doll? I was scared of ALF when I was a kid, that, that ALF alien. I was terrified of him. My parents got me an ALF alien when I was a kid, and I was terrified of him. Just like Roman Reigns seems to be terrified of Anthony Y. That tornado's coming in June, baby. I was scared of E.T. There oh, yeah, E.T.'s... Uh... E.T.'s terrifying looking. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Raj had his first taste of Anthony Y this past uh, weekend after the paper. Oh, how was that? No idea. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Shout out to Raj. Well, that's exciting. And I heard Sunday night was good. I wrote off Sunday night. I heard it was a very fun pay-per-view. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Sunday night uh, was very good. It was exactly what I thought. I we, I think we even we talked about this in that you look at the card and the wrestlers on it. It's like, oh, yeah, matches will be fine. But the way they built it up was a problem. So, you know, it was a fun night of wrestling. It was. Yeah. I, uh, so I've heard so delightful pre-recorded video of Grayson Waller and Tiffany Stratton out shopping. Love this pairing. It's perfect. They're perfect for each other. It's very good. It's made me care about Grayson Waller. Same. Good chemistry. Yes. Um, and that played into a match later. Oh, but then we had Roderick Strong training in the Diamond Mine Dojo. And, uh, my wife was looking at Diamond Mine talking to the Creed brothers and said, who's the little guy? And I was like, oh, that's just a punching dummy in the background. She said, no, the guy next to the punching dummy. And I said, that's Roderick <laughs> Strong. And she said, they have to call him Strong because he's he's so small. Like, they have to, like, reiterate that he has physical strength. Why do you have to bring this up? Now they're going to push that name change, the, the name change gimmick. They wanted to change his name for a reason. Maybe your wife finally figured out why they wanted to change the name. And I liked Roderick Strong in Undisputed Era. He was good with Adam Cole and Fish and uh, Rilo Kylie. And uh, it was a very strong faction that Who? they had. Uh, Rilo Kylie. The, oh, uh, yeah. Ka- yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone Captain knows Rilo Kylie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Kylie. love Rilo Kylie. <laughs> Portions okay, for Foxes. Hell of a song. Jenny Lewis, oh, yeah. who's in The Wizard. Look it up. Uh, but no, he was good there. But Diamond Mine is like, like just dead faction walking at this point. Absolutely. They're nothing without Malcolm Bivens, especially with Roderick Strong. If he's going to be the mouthpiece, they've got to figure out a way to get out of this stable and do something else. Yeah. They, but they, they've got like, Damon. What's a uh, Gable Stevenson brothers is now uh, a member of yeah. Diamond Mines. What was his that? name tonight that we saw? Da- something, Bob, Damon, Damon, Damon Kemp. Kemp. Yes. He doesn't get to yeah. keep the name. No, he's not a Stevenson. It's crazy. That's like, you know, having someone from the Steiner family and not letting them trade off that. I mean, who, who would of ever course. do such a I mean, crazy thing? Unheard of. Duh. Yeah, very weird. Uh, but no, this is, uh, but yeah, Creed didn't win honorably. So there's going to be a rematch with the Viking Raiders, yada, Boring. yada, yada. Yeah, this this was kind of like where I was like, oh, tonight might go in a bad direction. Uh, followed by uh, Joe Gacy out with the Hooded Disciples. No, speaking of Boring. 
He's getting the wet treatment. I, what was his promo even about here? Like, I, I, at a certain point, I was just like, what in the fuck is he talking about? Yes, by the end, they did clarify it, thank God, and I believe he is inviting Braun Breaker to join him as one of the <laughs> Druids, which I could see, and I thought they were going to do this this week, where Braun Breaker is under there as a Druid, and he takes it off and beats the hell out of Joe Gacy. I'm sure they're going to do something like this, but I couldn't care less about anything about this character, uh, feuding with Braun Breaker especially. This is not something that I feel like is a main event entity that should be feuding with Braun Breaker. They need to split these two up, and they need to just go back to basics with Joe Gacy. Well, and Steiner is a Druish last name, so I think he could fit in. Oh, oh. <laughs> Fun action there. Yeah, this, this field is not doing anything for me. Uh, I thought it was going to be a one match and get it over with, but apparently that's not the case, and, and I'm kind of over it already. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. And by the way, you mentioned the Viking Raiders. They said that they had never lost in NXT. Yeah. That's actually true. I went back and looked, and I remember they didn't lose us. They didn't even lose the tag titles. They vacated them. So that's yeah. wild that they were undefeated all this time. And nobody mentioned they don't do tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's just, come on. Sophie Dophi, $2 saying Glenn looks like a 50 sitcom star with the hat. Thank you. Man, Sophie Dophi with the roast jokes on Glenn. What's up yeah. with that? This, this hat is polarizing, but you know, the problem. So I got more of the sunglasses, Alfred, the sunglasses that you and I both love, uh, but the reflection, these, I got, I got the flat silver ones too, which look dope. Mm. But the problem is the reflection. I can't really wear my camera. He's just reflects back. Be the gimmick. I would have no, I think it looks fine. I think it still looks good. I think especially as long as it matches and everything like that, it's a, it's a good I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, where could I put my laptop screen? So if I look at it, I don't have to tilt my head. So I don't get the reflection. I was putting some thought into this today. Yeah. you know stay tuned that hat is great by the way thank you thank you I, I measured my head i measured my head and actually ordered specifically like well-fitting hats wow um yeah it's crazy uh so okay okay we got through the joe gacy promo it's done it's over we don't have to worry about it anymore we can go back to to good things okay uh um so we had Chase and Bodie Hayward. Bodie Hayward, America's sweetheart. I've decided tonight that I love Bodie Hayward. Oh, yeah. I decided that a while ago. This guy is the perfect addition to Chase U. I think Chase U is, is the future. And I didn't know. Look, it, there's more and more evidence that this is an actual establishment for education because we found out they have a foreign language department tonight. Yes. And what I thought was one of the funnier segments uh, I've seen in terms of Laugh Out Loud where he says, oh, no, two, uh, Japanese 202 with Mr. Miller. And then Andre Chase goes, we have a foreign language department because <laughs> he can understand Japanese. So I'm going to this school. I'm going to start saving up. I got to get my MBA. I'm going to go to Chase University to get my MBA. You'll probably get, a, you'll probably get one of those cute sweaters. Yeah. Oh, and now they have them in powder blue. Like, come on. What's going on here? I think you have to like be like the honor roll or something to get the powder oh. blue. So Saray comes in saying that she wants to be added to the match tonight. To make it a mixed tag match against Grayson and Tiffany Stratton. Love that. This was Saray was great. I think like Saray is, is yeah. getting her uh, mojo back. Yes, I'm very glad they're doing something with her. And it seems like they've got her back in the fold. I was a little nervous. You know, you can't help but be nervous sometimes with, you know, every single other week. There's all these reports and releases and stuff like that. But it's good to see them doing something with them. And I like this. I like this little trio in terms of Chase University with Saray. Yeah. This was good. I and thought then, she was great with them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if she stays with them. Yeah. Well, what? How do you solve a problem like Ivy Nile? Because she's like leading a CrossFit class backstage, 
now is she still in diamond mine or is her new gimmick well that's actually a solid gimmick to be that like i'm the instructor that just like basically trains everybody until they pass out you know I prefer this over Diamond Mine, and I'll take it a step further. I think she should have been doing this on IG Live to where when they do give us these updates, she's still actually like, you know, in minute 45, just just working these guys. And I think she should be doing this as a shoot for one hour live while NXT is going on. Yeah, I was personally I was personally disappointed because at one point they were in the parking lot and I'm sitting there thinking this is it. The winner of the challenge is whoever can make it in the NXT parking lot without being attacked or kidnapped. But it turned out that wasn't it. And I was disappointed. (laughs) It was good. This, uh, you know, is a fresh gimmick. I think. um, Yeah. CrossFit trainer. It's got potential. We need the tire and the sledgehammer. And the ropes. You got to do the rope thing. You know, with all the visits that we're getting from the main roster, I wouldn't mind Seth Rollins coming in and accepting this challenge. CrossFit CrossFit Jesus? Jesus. CrossFit Jesus himself. Let's see if he can keep up. I like the Ivy Nile challenge. She's uh, the Pokemon, I think you said. The Pocket Monster. Pocket Monster Ivy Nile. Um, Problem is that you've made her so strong... I don't know what you do in booking her. I feel like you could have a great match where she loses to Mandy Rose, but I don't know like what is her career trajectory. You know what I mean? It's the same the same problem they're going to do with Nikita Lyons. Like you can't say someone's like the absolute baddest, toughest, anything, man or woman in NXT. Well, Bianca Belair would disagree. She's the EST. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to that you almost have to have an undefeated streak. You have to be booked very sure. carefully to have that have credibility. I think WWE is doing just fine with both of them. They, I think they're kind of exceptions, but the fact that they've kept them unbeaten, all they have to do is keep winning. They there's no hurry. Same thing with like a hook or a Jade Cargill. There's no hurry for them, uh, particularly with like hook for them to get to the title as long as yeah. they just keep winning their matches. They're built up like you know strong competitors, and then when they're ready to do that match, the longer they wait, the more it's going to come off like a big match. And I think people would be clamoring yeah. to see an Ivy Nile or a Nikita Lyons take that title off of Manny Rose. And in between, then you could do a match between Ivy Nile and Nikita Lyons, who are both undefeated for the number one contendership. And uh, there's another match that you could build up to. So I think it's just fine that they have multiple people who are undefeated. But much like the Highlander, there can be only one. And when the one loses, that's not their gimmick. Um, Look, the psychology of the booking to have Ivy Nile beat Nikita Lyons makes a shit ton of sense. I don't want that to happen to Nikita Lyons. You know? She shouldn't yeah. have to deal with that. Maybe Ivy Nile is the one who takes the title off Nikita Lyons yeah. at some point. You know, very interesting. Yeah, they could do it all kinds of ways. They could do the two undefeated women for the title. That's a big match too. This uh, women's division is big enough to keep them away from each other for a while. I if you build the fields correctly. Lisa A with a good point. The reason nobody got kidnapped during the training was because they had a group of people. Safety in numbers, folks. If you're in that Mm -hmm. NXT Performance Center parking lot, you do not walk alone. And if you do, I want you holding the pepper spray with your finger on the safety, like just ready to go. Because you never know what's going to happen in that NXT parking lot. (laughs) They really do need security. I mean, security or something in those NXT parking lots. Or it's just a place that people get kidnapped. I'm fine with that. You don't yeah. walk alone. Batista needs to stay away from that place then. <laughs> Stephen Marcuccioli, 499, asking, out of the NXT women, who could be the next star on the level of the horsewomen? Mm. I mean, Nikita Lyons looks like 
she looks like the person where they would be most invested in putting her on the main roster. Uh, she seems main roster ready. She would stick out on the main roster. I think she has kind of the tools. I, I like what they're doing with Ivy Nile, but that's it, tough. It, it's tough. It just depends on what, you know, it could even be the recently called up Raquel Gonzalez uh, or Raquel Rodriguez in terms of how WWE might book her. I was, the, I level was going... the horsewoman? Okay, Issa? No, go ahead, Glenn, go ahead. No, no, don't say what you're going to say, because I don't have an answer to this yet. No, I was just going to say, a couple of months ago, I would have told you that I felt NXT was getting there with Raquel, Rhea, and Bianca, but, you know, mm-hmm. Bianca, Bianca luckily is doing well, and I think Rhea is finally turning a patient career in the main roster, but right now, I, I, I'm not there with this group of talent yet, and they're fairly new, too. I think they could get there, but as of right now, I couldn't answer that. Yeah. I like watching this roster week in and week out, but I think that Nikita is the one that I think it should be just a transformational crossover talent, the likes of which we've never seen in professional wrestling. Like we've never seen. Wow. That's high praise. No, no, because her look, her, the way she carries herself, her style, she's not there yet. Like she's got potential. She needs, still needs to work. I mean, she's still a little green, but she's doing the best. I mean, considering where she's at and she didn't have experience with women in wrestling before this, but I'm saying Nikita though, like you just see that it factor, right? I mean, now granted we went with Becky Lynch, it factor day one, Sasha, it factor day one, Charlotte, Charlotte's never really been like, I respect her, but she's never been the one where I'm just like, Oh my God, this is, you know, I'm watching here, you know, the ne- the next uh, pillar of women's wrestling. And I think Bailey, Bailey being an underdog worked. I think Cora Jade has that same potential. But if you were to look at the roster as it stands right now, I think we've got a lot of women that could have very good careers on the main roster. But Nikita's the one where you just go, okay, like she's got it in the same way Asuka had it. Or, you know, some of these other talents that can have almost their own mythology. And, you know, ultimately wins and losses don't matter if they get over enough. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. We're just going to have to, you know, see over the next year who gets good in terms of in-ring, good enough for WWE to trust in those big match situations. Um, but, it's yeah, it, it's a very hard question to, to answer because on the level of a four horseman, I don't see anybody on that level right now. And by the way, if Ronda didn't have her MMA career, Ronda would not be in the position Ronda's in. Ronda is a brand name because of MMA and everything she's built. But if she came up through the performance center, I don't think she would be in the place that she's in. Sure. Yeah. She's, she was there because she's Ronda Rousey because of what her crossover star power is and you know, more power to her. I think she's done good in this role. I thought that was one of the best matches on the show. Ronda no, I've heard it was very Ronda good. And I'm not saying she can't wrestle. I'm just saying her connection with the crowd is trading off of the infamy of Ronda Rousey. You sure. know? Uh, Bad Bunny, on the other hand, if he'd come up through the performance center, well, they probably wouldn't be booking him well uh, on the main roster. Let's not but bring, the, I think let's not bring the goat into this, please. Uh, so, okay, love this. Another thing that I love tonight. Love this, the way they did this lineup for the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, and they introduced all the participants. This felt kind of like watching basketball or even NASCAR, where they would go down the line and say something about each of the competitors, but we had Nikita Lyons, Ariana Grace, Roxanne Perez, Keanu James, Lash Legend, Tatum Paxley, and Sloan Jacobs, and Fallon Henry, who were waiting in the ring. Uh, Alfred, what did you think of this style of presentation? I like this. It's very similar to how they did the men's breakout tournament yeah. where they're introducing you to all the different characters. And this comes after showing you all those vignettes. So they're really putting something into this, having this women's tournament. And I, I like this presentation and even the match. I had very low expectations for this match, but it, it did its trick. Uh, it, it was okay. 
Yeah, I agree. I, it reminded me of the men's breakout tournament. They had them all lined up out there. We saw, you know, some information about them, kind of get familiar with them. So I, I thought this was great. And Sloan Jacobs got worked by Fallon Henley tonight. Fallon, uh, this was quick. This was a yeah, quick it was a showcase for Fallon, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Briggs, Brooks and Dunn. See, I almost said their real names, but no, Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. Uh, hit the ring to celebrate with Henley. We need to give Henley a name that fits in with uh, the Brooks and Dunn theme. Yeah. You know? Richard Wilson or... I was, gonna, I was calling her Don Henley. No, uh, Fallon <laughs> Henley. Uh, they were celebrating with her and uh, she's going to face the winner of Nikita Lyons versus Arna Grace, which we'll talk about. Um, got another super chat. Uh, oh, Sophie Dofi, $2. Justin Timberlake's much better than Bad Bunny. I mean, not in the oh, wrestling it, ring. It, it makes no sense. Like, they don't even sing in the same language. How are you going to compare this? Like, what? <laughs> That's like saying the Patriots are as good as the freaking Celtics. Like, they don't even play the same sport. What are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? I watched half an hour of a movie I didn't know existed until the other night called Runner Runner with just Justin Timberlake and Ben Affleck. And I was angry after 30 minutes and turned it <laughs> off. And I was like, like, why, like, why did Justin Timberlake take this part? Why did Ben Affleck take that? Like, I was just insulted by the writer or rounders, by the way. So you'd think it would be good. But uh, yeah, Justin Timberlake has definitely been slipping for a while. Uh, Ron Taylor, $5. Uh, oh, posing with uh, someone doing Chun Li cosplay. Chun Li. Underrated Street Fighter character. Oh, yeah. Those kicks, Underrated. they're a little, little cheap. Button mashers love Chun Li because you just press. Where well, I grew up with Sega, you just press the C button and then she does the kicks. And oh no, yes. you know uh, Matt Morgan, Raj Geary, and I are reuniting soon on the podcast, and I need to grief Matt Morgan because Matt Morgan, although he could cosplay as Angief, Matt Morgan in Street Fighter was the asshole who would play as Blanca and just spam the electricity oh, in the corner. I hate those people. Yeah. But shout out to Matt Morgan. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but Ron Taylor asking, do you think Nikita Lyons will be wrestling in WrestleMania next year for either women's title? She's box office. I mean, I think that's too soon. Um, yeah. She's 22 years old. And I think that if she gets called up, as soon as she rises to the level that she's not able to exceed everyone's expectations, I, I just worry about her streak ending. If I were managing her or and managing her career trajectory, it's like she's got to do at least another year in NXT. Like we should not rush this. Yeah. But in this administration, I mean, you know, everything's quicker. Like even when it comes to their evaluation period, they're taking a couple True. of months and deciding whether or not somebody's got what it takes to be in WWE. And you know that these are people now in place that Vince McMahon would like on the main roster. So the transition will be quicker. Uh, I do expect to see a Braun breaker, WrestleMania this time next year and no, hearing what I've heard about how high they are on Nikita Lyons, I don't have any reason to believe that she doesn't have at least an outside shot to appear on WrestleMania. Wow. You said I would love to see her. I would love to see her. And I mentioned this before. We'd love to see her make an appearance at the Rumble, see how the crowd reacts to it. Keep her on NXT in the meantime and let's take it from there. Yes. Yeah. Um, Terry Allen Jr. wants to know, are any of us Godzilla fans i love godzilla i grew up a godzilla fan uh you know i like mothman or you know all the the heels that he would wrestle but she would godzilla's a she right spoiler but i like dude. godzilla one the american I had, definitely my eighth birthday party was a godzilla party we had godzilla cake i got a godzilla doll for my birthday Shout wait was godzilla. that the summer of godzilla 1998 it might have been yeah with matthew broderick yeah. 
I was 22 years old. I could gamble legally when that movie came out. <laughs> That's amazing. Isa, how about you? You like you like the Zilla? I do. I do. Who doesn't? How can you not? That's right. I need to watch the last two uh, movies. I didn't watch King of Monsters. I didn't watch Godzilla Kong. I've been saving those. So no, I need to get around to that. King of Monsters very slow. Uh, really? I didn't watch that one. I watched halfway the through. One. It kind of picks up, but very slow. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, we've been making it through Star Trek Discovery over the weekend. Uh, we'll miss out. Have you watched? Speaking of, we're talking about Paramount Plus. Have you got? Either you checked out Strange New Worlds, the new Captain Pike Star Trek set right before the original series? No, that is never really dope. Does. That is back to like Mission of the Week style classic Star Trek. Very good. And it's got Spock. It's got Uhura. Um, but it's the crew before uh, James Kirk took over the Enterprise. Mm. So it's very it's like old school Trek. Yeah, I'm still holding out hope good. that uh, Quentin Tarantino directs the Star Trek movie. That was a hot rumor for a while. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're going to hop back into it, but another super chat. Well, Sophie Dophy wants to know, are we Marvel fans? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we are. Did you go see uh, Doctor Strange yet? have oh, not yeah. seen it yet. I will. Okay. Then we will say no more. My brother uh, just saw it, said it was amazing. I hear you have to watch. So I've seen WandaVision, but I hear you have to, you should watch What If as well. As, uh, I mean, are there Easter eggs there? Yeah, there's some connections, but What what If was okay. Actually, if you watch the first episode of What If, I think you'll be fine. Okay. Oh, so like the, fir the first step and the first episode ties in maybe the like or well, the first episode's relevant, but uh, there were a couple of good ones. But what if, like, you know, it was, what if's very like sci fi because it's alternate reality and everything? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Legato del Fantasma's promo backstage. And, uh, oh man, how do you make this dueling crime families thing so like <laughs> tedious at times? The music does not help, but uh, they're at least committing to some like, you know, we got some crime going on. We're probably going to have a human trade next week. AJ Galante <laughs> and Raul Mendoza have both been kidnapped. I'm slowly, I'm kind of getting into this. Like, Me too. It is a little cheesy, but I like the storyline. I like the fact that they're kidnapping each other's crew. And we're talking some street violence on here. Wade uh, Barrett came on. Who Wade Barrett is so full of the culture. He makes references every week to hip hop and stuff like that. And he was saying, like, the, the law of the streets, man. Like, you take mine, I'll take yours. So let's get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I personally get started to get into it. I enjoyed tonight a lot. I thought the the back and forth. I thought Santos Escobar, but the first, um, the first segment, I thought Tony D'Angelo came on top. But that final segment that we saw Santos Escobar kind of saying "f you" and hanging out, hanging up on Tony, I good. thought it was gold. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think, I think we're getting somewhere here. Yeah, so uh, in the parking lot, once again, Cruz del Toro walking through the parking lot, attacked by Tony D, two dimes and stacks, and uh, they threw him in the trunk. So there you go. Uh, we got a promo for Alba Fire, and then Amari Miller versus Alba Fire. Issa, what do you think of the Alba, Alba Fire? I loved her. I know that at first I was, I actually don't really hate this name compared to some of the other names that we've heard, Butch, 
being one of them. <laughs> but uh, I thought the presentation was great. There's, there's a way to get behind somebody's name change. I thought her entrance was pretty good. I thought she looked incredible. I, I, I was, I was into it the first one minute of her walking into the ring. So I, I think this was great. Good to see Amari Miller back. We had, we saw like a scary injury from her oh, yeah, last time right. we saw her out there. So it was really good to see her back in the ring, but I can, I can get behind her with this new name and presentation. Her presentation, you know what this reminded me of? The, her music and presentation, this reminded me of Samurai Showdown. Like mm. she had a very fighting game look. Yes. I, and I like the gear too. And I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what she was going for. Kind of like the Samurai, a little foot soldiery from the Ninja Turtles, but I liked yeah. her gear. Yeah, and I and I know they did the video packages for her, but I almost wish they would have just done the entrance. Like, hey, name changing, here comes Alba Fire, because I thought that entrance was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred, you like the match? I did. I like the match. Uh, it's good to see Amari Miller back after a scary injury. And Alba Fire it looks like they're at least going to start having her win matches. Now, here's what I'm asking. Does she count as an undefeated person, too? Does her record reset oh. as Alba Fire? Alba Fire ain't lost. carry over the Kaylee Ray win loss? Alba Fire ain't lost. Yeah. Undefeated. Never lost. Yeah. Solid. That would actually be a really good gimmick if somebody gets their name changed. You know, if they just start like, if they just take off and be like, well, I never been defeated. Yes, you have. No, you know, <laughs> she was not Alba Fire or like no, Pete Dunn was not Butch or whatever. You know, like that would actually be a fun gimmick to take if you, if you, if they make you change your name. Yeah. They should have done that with Kurt Hawkins, had him do a name change, win one match, and then refuse to wrestle another match and just always talk about how he's undefeated. <laughs> or like every time he lost, he changed his name. So every yeah. week he's got to do So he's got 367 different names that he uses. And he's always 0-1. Yeah. I think that's solid. Solid gimmick. Um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams arrived. Solo Sokoa told them, nope, not tonight. <laughs> Slammed the door, locked it shut. Uh, Cora Jade backstage getting a promo on Natty talking about her intensity. Oh, Solo coming out to a pop tonight. Okay, so Solo's promo fans chant noose. He really can't shake that, can't acknowledge it either. Uh, Cameron Grimes comes out. Cameron's gonna give him a shot. Carmel and Trick came in, attacked Cameron. Then Solo came in and make the save. Issa, what'd you think of the segment? Um, I like this segment. You guys know I'm Team Solo. I, I, I really think he's got it. Um, the way that Braun Breaker is kind of like fading because of the field that he's in, I feel like Carmelo, I'm, I'm sorry, Cameron Grimes is having a different problem, but it's, you put him in a field with people that are more over than he is with the crowd at the moment, and I think that is hurting this title reign for him because right now, every time he comes out with that North American Championship, I want either Solo or Carmelo Hayes to be holding that title and not Cameron mm. Grimes. I feel like wow. you set him up for failure in this in this title reign by making him feud with these two guys. You could have put him against a Duke Hudson or, you know what I mean, or a Grayson Waller just to make sure that he got over with, he would have stayed over with the crowd. If you listen tonight, he got a mixed reaction and I think he's a victim of the people that he's going against. Alfred, do you think the story is that they update his stock portfolio in the background and it's on a downturn and that explains him going on a losing streak? I mean, it should. Now's the time. There was a stock market crash. A lot of people are hurting with these stocks, and that would be a very timely thing to do. I think Cameron Grimes' problem is he's running into a buzzsaw because these people freaking love Solo. I don't know if it's he's got 
friends and family in the building or whatever it is. Hopefully what I think it is, is that he's like legitimately over. Cause I think he's awesome and he's really gotten over. And these people were chanting solo. They were chanting, what was the, uh, they were saying you got next. They were saying you got lucky to Cameron Grimes. They wanted no part of Cameron Grimes. They wanted everything from solo and he's just getting more and more over. And he feels like the guy who should be the next North American champion, just based on how this crowd has really taken to him. Alfred, he probably has friends in the crowd. His family is currently busy holding all of the gold. Yes, but you, he's got more family than just the Usos. But yes, yes, they are fully. <laughs> how many are how many are in uh, in the family? How many uh, children are in the family? Oh, it's a lot of Anoais. Yeah, That's it is. It. It's just, <laughs> they just pump them out. Uh so love this segment though. This was good. Looking forward to seeing that match. And uh love this. This was good. Santos and Tony D'Angelo on the phone with each other. Uh, and Tony doing a little uh, De Niro as Compone, you know? See, this is my favorite segment between everything that they did. Them going back and forth on the phone and then Tony's voice try, uh, having to calm him down. And, you know, listen, Young Thug and them just got caught up in this Rico. So you don't want to put your business out there and let the feds listen. And uh, his boys stopped him from saying something that would incriminate himself. Uh, I like this. I could do without the music, but I like that they're doing the cinematic thing between Tony and uh, Santos Escobar with their gangs. Me too. I love this segment. Yeah. And I like Tony flipping the table and I liked uh, Tony's guys looking annoyed. Yeah. Like I was counting that money. I'm assuming that was I'm looking forward to the showdown. This is when they start getting physical. I'm, I'm going to look forward to it. I, I, it's going to be a good match too. I mean, I don't know much about the guys that Tony D'Angelo has with him, if they're great workers or whatnot, but Santos and Legato will make it work. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, next, after this, uh, we had, sorry, lost my place here, uh, Grayson Waller, Tiffany Stratton versus Sarai and Andre Chase. This was so much fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> I really, really loved this match. This was good. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I thought it was funny that when Andre Chase walked through the smoke, his shirt changed color. I think it looks fire, that powder blue Chase U shirt. And then, uh, of course, Bodie is <laughs> dressed like Saray. So this is fun. This is a fun act, I'm telling you. Yeah, the costume changes was a lot of fun. I love seeing Tiffany Stratton and Grayson Waller in their matching gear for a for a team that kind of just came together. They actually look very well put together. And the crowd was really, really hot for this match, which made it even more fun. Yeah, this is good. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was a very well done match. Love Tiffany Stratton's music. Love the Chase University getting involved in this. Love Saray's interest. And I love that Saray and Andre Chase got the win. Thanks yeah, to that and- air horn again. Yeah, it's true. Can't be distracted by the air horn. It's uh, the most powerful distraction in all of NXT. You know, air horns are banned in Disney World. Maybe the um, the performance center should take on those rules as well. I agree. That is a performance enhancement. That is taking away yeah. from the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that that would be a good rule to uh, fully get this in uh, in order. You know, make it all work. So uh, after this match, 
Okay. We look, they can't all be winners, folks. Von Wagner and Robert Stone were backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell. Yeah, this is you can do without this. Okay, but but can we talk about how when Mackenzie put the mic to Von Wagner's face, he turned it away from his face. The fact that he didn't want to talk, I give him props for that. I think he's finally understanding. Yeah, even Von Wagner's like, hey, I don't got the charisma for this shit. Give it to my man. Yeah, yeah. Even he was like, yeah, don't ask me. I can't talk on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) We did see the return of Ikemanjiro, though. Yeah. But at this point, I mean... Yeah, you know, welcome back. Yeah. Looks great. Still got those jackets going. <laughs> oh my god, Alfred, that's such a mom compliment. Like, oh, you look great, honey. You look great. Your little jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look good, honey. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's always jacket time in this house, honey. <laughs> yes. Toxic attraction mocking Indy Hartwell for being all alone. Her soul is empty. She's lost everything. Too real, too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Fresh wounds, and they're just pouring salt all over them. I like that, though. I like them getting heat. They should have done this a week earlier, but Indy Hartwell, if her man left and her husband's gone, she's a sympathetic figure, and they should run with this. Maybe they'll make her a heel because of it, like they do with Lacey. John Jordan, $5. Glenn, I love you, but your hat looks like a thimble. It looks like a dope thimble. <laughs> Don't listen to that. How it's dare fine. you, John Jonah? It's fine. Heat magnet, Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so the moment we've all been waiting for, Nikita Lyons tonight versus Ariana Grace. Nikita once again gets a wonderful reception from the crowd. They give Ariana Grace, the daughter of Santino Morella, just a little bit. Of uh, a little bit of, of uh, action in this match, but Nikita wins pretty easily. Issa, does Nikita go all the way with this? Of course she does. Of course she does. I'm I'm one thousand percent sure she's gonna go all the way. I was just hoping that we will see a little bit more from Ariana, just given the fact that they were selling that she's an MMA experienced, yeah. you know, fighter. They just I like, didn't give her any time. Even the other match got a couple of more minutes than what this did, but it does great things for Nikita Lyons at the same time you could have just let them go a little bit longer just to kind of like you know showcase her her MMA fighting skills I didn't get to see any of that <laughs> yeah and I think that was kind of by design because that was my takeaway and that they didn't let her do anything and I just uh don't think that she's necessarily ready she just got there I mean not too long ago and I don't think she's maybe fully trained and ready to do the basic match that they would want her to do but they really kind of hit her and had her do next to nothing, and Nikita Lyons was more of a showcase for her. But just looking at this field, when you look at the tournament, it's almost like they decided to do this tournament to get Nikita Lyons over. Like, we need something to get her over. What can we exactly. do? Let's do this tournament. So it's just basically her and the Seven Dwarves. And, you know, Lash Legends is out there, and so she'll probably be there in the in the finals. But there's really not much going on outside of Nikita Lyons here. Oh, send man. those send those tweets to this is nasty. Uh but Nikita Lions, talented dwarfs, you know, soon to be talented dwarfs. So it's gonna be Nikita destroying Fallon Henley next week. Yeah. You know what? And Brooks and Dunn to try and get involved, and Nikita should destroy Brooks and Dunn too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um Ivy Challenge uh, Ivy Niles doing the battle ropes. You gotta do the ropes, gotta have the ropes. They were just pulling chains. Uh Viking Raiders backstage. But they respect the Creed brothers for not accepting a tainted win. <laughs> Fucking Christ. 
<laughs> Some of this sounds so ridiculous when you read it out loud. I mean, like this was um look, the Viking Raiders, you weren't doing shit on the main roster. Like, whatever. Come you're you're you know, you're like uh the the college graduate coming back and visiting high school and staying yeah. just yeah, a little but bit too long. They're undefeated. They're undefeated in high school, so you know they, well, that's they why. should re- they should revisit those glory days anytime they can. But we all had that one, like sophomore year in high school, we all had that one guy that graduated the year before who came back. I was like, oh, I'll just TA for a while and hang out. And I was like, dude, you got to leave this shit behind, man. Move on with your life. It's Thomas Perez <laughs> in my school. Shout out to him. I wonder what he's doing. <laughs> Still at the high school TA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every day, like, you know, I had some good times when I went here. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Natalia versus Cora Jade, the main event, long match, banger of a match, crowd chanting, this is awesome. Alfred, what did you think of this main event? I thought it was a good main event. It was uh, easily Cora Jade's best match. Uh, crowd really got into it. I like the story they were telling. Kind of a weird finish in that I know she was supposed to pass out, but she seemed to be talking to the ref about something. And, and they caught Natalia looking kind of concerned. And then she like realized the camera was on her and had to smile and say, oh, no, no, I won. But uh, I thought this was great. Natalia is just doing yeoman's work. Natalia is exactly what this women's division and uh, NXT 2.0 needs in terms of a veteran who knows her way around the ring in her sleep and is able to guide them to matches. And if you have more Natalias in this promotion, you're going to get better matches like this. And I thought this is, you know, they want Cora J to be a star and working with Natalia is the type of thing that's going to get her there, at least from an in-ring standpoint. Issa? Yeah, I um I really, really enjoyed this match. I agree with Alfred. I think this was Cora Jade's best showing in NXT yet. I don't want to compare it, but it gave me shades of AJ Styles and Grayson Waller too. And when AJ Styles mm. won, Grayson Waller still ended up looking very good in defeat because he was able to keep up with AJ Styles during that match. And I did think that Cora Jade did an awesome job. She wasn't backing out, you know, she wasn't backing away from Natty. And a couple of times she had counters. She knew what, what Natty was gonna bring to her. And I and I like the the it felt like a friendly competition, even though they're kind of feuded. I love the show of respect at the end because of the story that we were telling with, I mean, I know we call her a fangirl here in the past and all that, but it, it really did kind of felt like it meant something because you know what Natalia meant to Cora yeah. We have the story. We've seen the photos. So just to see her, you know, get that show of respect from her idol, I do think it's a, it was great storytelling before the match, in the ring, and post-match. So overall, that this was fun and a great match to end um, NXT 2.0. And I agree with Alfred. I think Natalia is exactly what they need. Um, I, I was expecting, I, I mean, I saw a tweet from Sasha Banks earlier. I was expecting oh, yeah. to see maybe Sasha and Naomi show up just to kind of uh-huh. hype up what's going on on Friday with them defending the tag titles against Natalia and Baszler. But that's okay. You know, that's okay. That It ended up perfectly. So that's fine, too. Um, Cora Jade like graduated, grew up tonight. I thought that she does not look as inexperienced anymore after this match. I think that she really showed that, you know, she's earned her shot there. She's earned her place there. She went the distance. My only complaint is I thought it was a little weird in the overage how, um, she passed out from a sharpshooter. Yeah. Same. The best sleeper hold there is. Apparently, yeah, it's weird that she passed out without bleeding because that the famous spot we all think about is Stone Cold Steve Austin passing out from the sharpshooter, but that's because he was losing blood in storyline. Yeah. 
to just pass out from the pain is a little weird, especially when Natalia didn't really have it on toward the end. She kind of, they kind of fell out of it and that's when she passed out, which is unfortunate, but yeah, a very weird finish for her to pass out like that. But yeah, I, 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 I still thought it was great as well. I did pop a little bit when Jade got the sharpshooter on Natalia. I thought that was, yeah. Good. Crowd really popped for that. It's a great story yeah. being told. This is great. But Natalia looked confused at the end. Like, like yeah. I thought for a second, I was like, was this the plan finish? Was Cora supposed to win? Like, some, I hope Cora didn't get hurt. Something happened where, and even Vic Joseph tried to cover for you. She's talking to herself, uh, where she was like kind of chatting with the referee. And uh, and I think that's why they the, the hold kind of fell apart is maybe they, she was telling her to let go of it because her, or something. I don't know. I don't want to assume too much, but something weird happened toward the end there. Yeah. But that's been only critique. Aside from that, yeah. great match. Yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. It was a fun episode, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think this was like the best of the non Halloween Havoc Great American Bash yet, but for just a regular episode of NXT, certainly for the women, fantastic. Night. I mean, we had a special last week with spring breaking, and I personally like this episode a lot more than I like last week's episode. Me too. It was better. So there you have it, folks. We made it through tonight. Things are good. I'm going to go uh, watch some Star Trek and UM TV raps. It's going to be a hell of, of an evening. Not. <laughs> it's going to be good times. We'll be back here on Friday. Talk about AEW. Talk about SmackDown. Is AEW on early again this week? Alfred, I think this? it's an hour early this week. I think it's, yeah, I, I'll have to check, but I think it's an hour okay. early this week. Well, can one of you text the group chat and, and send a reminder? Yes, that was very helpful, Glenn. Uh, that reminder that you sent. 513. <laughs> this is 3 p.m. Yeah, is that right? You, you're the most responsible one in this group. So can you please <laughs> then be, we're fucked. We're absolutely it, fucked. So can you please be the one that takes the reminder on Friday? Okay. Is Rampage at 3 p.m.? That's what my computer my listing says. It says 3 p.m. this Friday. Jeez. Okay, so I'm just putting on 3 p.m. is what it's saying on early. Okay, I'm putting rampage early on my calendar. So I know. See, see, this is what we mean. If you would have had me do it, I would have just. Because if I don't put on, on the, the calendar, show, I would have <laughs> gone on the show Friday at 11 p.m. and you guys would have been like, "Yo, <laughs> <laughs> what's Issa doing there?" <laughs> yeah, if I don't put this on my calendar, I will never remember. So, uh, and lastly, before we go, Kenny Williams with a Canadian two dollar super chat saying, "Just because Issa's beautiful." Oh, there you go. Everybody have a great rest of your week. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.